Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming full moon on June 24th, 2021, around 1.39 p.m. So first, please keep in mind, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the astronomical placement of the planets at any given point in time. And I do reside in Austin, Texas. So the times that I use are central standard time. And this will be dependent on where you are um, throughout the world when the actual time of the full moon will take place. Before we get started, I do want to remind you all that I have an upcoming program that I'm so excited about. It's the Inner Knowing Vedic Coaching Program, where we will utilize Vedantic practices like Ayurveda, Vedic Astrology, yoga, yogic philosophy to help you learn how to design a life that feels authentic and meaningful for you and designed from a place of clarity after, of course, deep diving into your astrological chart and its significance. So again, I'm super excited about it. The people who have signed up already, um, it's just so thrilling for me to know that I'm going to have nine months to work with such amazing people. So I'm really looking forward to that. If you are interested, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and then Inner Knowing Vedic Coaching Program, and you can schedule a call. If you want to calculate your birth chart to see your Vedic sidereal birth chart, you can go to my website, go to offerings and then chart. And there are several resources on how to learn how to read your chart, what the houses mean, the signs mean, the nakshatras. It's all there for you to learn for yourself and to decipher yourself. And if you still need further clarity, of course, you're welcome to schedule a reading with me. So jumping in to our segment today and I always really look forward to the full moon and new moon segments this is like what I started doing with this podcast where I started in the very beginning so it always feels like coming back to a place of like security (laughs) just feels good I love talking about the full and new moons because it's it's like a cycle every full moon is an opportunity to release and let go every new moon is an opportunity to generate something new and to set a new intention and so by following these lunar phases we're falling into the natural patterns of the cosmos, even just a tiny bit. You know, we can keep going deeper and deeper as our astrological knowledge deepens. And no matter how much you know about astrology, being in sync when the, with the lunar phases really does do a lot and can show you a lot. You know, you may find, oh my God, when the full moon comes, I kind of feel a little antsier. When the new moon comes, my energy dips. People will find that all the time. So we are absolutely connected to the cosmos. It is not a fabrication. It is not your imagination. It is tried and true. It completely works. And the more acutely aware we become of it, the more convincing it is. And I know this is a full moon podcast, but I just need to say really quick that I started studying astrology because I was interested in it, but I actually also approach it with the mindset of disproving it um when I was really first introduced to it when I was like 15 you know like I was into it before that but when I was really offered an opportunity to go deeper I was like okay this is too weird I am going to figure out a way to prove this wrong 
And the more that I tried to prove it wrong, the more I saw that there are absolutely patterns. There is definitely something to it. And that honestly has kind of stayed with me when I learn new techniques or anything like that. I always like to test it out first to see if it actually works. Um, All of that to say, I'm a pretty skeptical person and I like to investigate. And the older I get and the more investigation that I do, the less skeptical I become about everything because I'm like, all right, (laughs) I've already seen some really crazy stuff. I've already been convinced of things I never thought I would believe. And so now I'm like, all right, it's real. It's all real. You know, Um, I digress. Astrology, falling into alignment with the lunar cycles super amazing stuff. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are someone who wants to be in alignment with cosmic cycles and understand how they impact you. So let's get into this upcoming lunar cycle with the full moon being in Sagittarius. So again, please keep in mind, I am using the Vedic sidereal zodiac system. And according to Vedic astrology, the moon is going to be in the sign of Sagittarius. And when we have a full moon, how it's created is that the moon and the sun are completely opposing one another. And the moon is absorbing as much light from the sun as it can. So the moon is completely full. Again, it's going to reach that peak amount of fullness at around 1.39 p.m. Central Time. And once it hits that peak, from there, it will slowly begin to dwindle. The light will be stripped away from the moon. And this is why having a full moon is such a wonderful time to release and let go of something. Because the moon has reached its full stage of culmination, and it's only going to go down from here. And as the light is stripped from the moon, it's almost as if energetically we're removing the energy from whatever it is we're trying to let go of and that release is supported by this cycle by this phase and of course in the opposite sense whenever there's a new moon we want to set an intention because as light is added to the moon it's as if it's fertilizing and watering our intention and so for this cycle, again, this is a really powerful time for release and letting go. The moon is in the sign of Sagittarius, and we're going to take a look at the nakshatra, which means the lunar mansion that the moon will be in, and it's going to be in the sign of Mula. And so on this day, on June 24th, the sun is going to be in Ardra, which is ruled by Rahu. And now the moon is going to be in Mula, which is ruled by Ketu. This is a super karmic time, super karmic cycle. And when the moon is in Mula, Mula is, first of all, it's placed in the galactic center. The galactic center of the sky, when you look at it, it it seems that stars are being pulled into this center. And the deity for Mula is Nuriti. And Neriti is the goddess of destruction. And it's said that she can help destroy and disrupt patterns within us so that we can focus on a new way of being, a new way of doing things. So these powerful deities like Neriti, you know, the goddess of destruction, we might fear that. But if we're trying to get rid of something, 
strong, if we're trying to let go of something that has a super strong hold over us, we need a powerful force to step in and assist us with that journey. And so if there has been something that you've been struggling with or something that you've been wanting to release, a habit you've been wanting to kick, this is a particularly auspicious time to redirect your focus and redirect your attention towards finding a new way of being, a new way of doing things. And something else that I was thinking about, what I'll often do is look at the chart for the full moon and then or the new moon whatever cycle it is and then I'll go on a run and just kind of think about it so I was running and thinking about this and with the moon and the sun being in these nakshatras that are so karmic if you remember when COVID hit there was a connection to Rahu and Ketu when there was 9-11 there was that connection to Rahu and Ketu these are very powerful nakshatras to deal with when it comes to destruction okay and again what I was thinking about was the patterns and cycles of our life imprints in our life and so then I started thinking about samskaras and if we are caught in this karmic cycle if we are incarnated into this world and we're living in a human body in this existence we're here for the purpose of healing We are here to level up, to do better, to grow through the old ways of doing things, hopefully, right? That's the point. In order to progress karmically, we want to heal and we want to broaden our awareness to keep it brief, right? I'm going to try not to go into that tangent. (laughs) This idea of samskaras, if we're born in this life, we have samskaras. And a samskara is an impression or an imprint. And this is, of course, a Sanskrit term, and it's taken from uh, Vedic philosophy. And these imprints or these impressions, they can be good, and they can also be bad. The idea is that we act in a way regularly, and that action becomes habitual, The imprint becomes deeper. We kind of act out of habit. It's second nature to us. It's no longer mindful. And so an example of that, a good samskara or imprint, could be that when I'm fighting with somebody, I give them the benefit of the doubt. I was taught to give people the benefit of the doubt. I've never gotten burned by giving somebody the benefit of the doubt. It comes naturally to me. It's second nature. I don't sit there and pat myself on the back saying, oh, good job. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's completely subconscious. And that's like a good samskara. A less positive samskara may be when somebody, when you get into an argument, you flee the situation. And then you're totally avoidant. And then two weeks go by and you start feeling horrible about it. You know, this could be something that maybe you're not super aware of yet. It's second nature. It comes naturally. It works for you. You learned early on that if there's conflict and you flee the situation, you're safe. And now, you know, you're in a different position of life. And perhaps fleeing conflict this way is no longer helpful for you. So that's one example of how a samskara can work 
oftentimes samskaras become projections as well. So it could be, and again, this example is like a, a person who is not super conscious of their actions, right? So they flee the situation, they hang out for two weeks, and then they come back and they try to blame the other person. Well, you started an argument, so I left because you made me mad. So now they're projecting their behavior onto this other person saying, well, you made me do this. Instead of taking personal responsibility and seeing, you know what, you're right. I have some intimacy things. When I get into a fight, I feel compelled to leave. Let's work on that. Is it, you know, are you willing to work with me on that? And so the samskaras because they are subconscious, because we're not actively aware of ourselves doing them, it often leads to projection, not taking personal responsibility for our actions and thinking that the entire world is making us miserable, essentially. And again, the samskara, it's it's a mental imprint. It's happened from repeated action. And we also want to be really compassionate with ourselves about that because these samskaras are often there for a reason. They're usually there because when we were young, we had to act in a certain way to self-preserve. We had to act in a certain way to stay safe. And it takes that level of awareness and personal introspection to see, oh, this way of being isn't working for me. This way of being is not helpful for my relationships. It's not helpful for me in my workplace. It's not helpful for my health. So it does take the awareness to see what the pattern is so that you can begin to change it and create a new pattern, a new way of doing something. And the other really powerful thing about noticing our samskaras is that it directly leads into us taking personal responsibility. Because when we see that our actions, our choices, our words, our thoughts is greatly impacting our reality and our experience, (laughs) we can then begin to shift and change them so that we have a better experience, okay? We have a better experience on earth. We stop blaming everyone for what's going on in our lives. We take complete responsibility for this life that we're living, the patterns that we're creating, the actions we're choosing to partake in. And of course, the thoughts that we're choosing to have, they're all interconnected and they're all really important. And I bring this all up because samskaras are directly linked to our karma. We can have samskaras that we create in this life, like I was just referring to with maybe the intimacy stuff, but there can also be samskaras that we bring in from previous lives. There are usually, like definitely, (laughs) some scars that we bring in from previous lives. When we're looking at a birth chart and we're like, oh, you tend to be very honest. Your natural inclination is to be honest. Your natural pattern is to be honest. Or, you know, we're looking at a birth chart and it's like, oh, you're going to have some issues with friends. You know, maybe there was an experience for you in past lives where you had some bad experiences with friends you had some negative associations and in this life you are a little you know and i don't i don't want to say antisocial because that's not the correct term you're a little introverted you're a little standoffish you know there might be some issues in that area and it's just about seeing it seeing your contribution to it how you perceive it how it makes you feel and working with that in your own way so that you can heal yourself okay 
I hope that all of this is making sense. But when I was thinking about Neriti and how she disrupts these old patterns and doing things, and I saw that the moon was in Mula and the sun was in Ardra, I was like, ooh, there's some really good karmic stuff going on here. So I thought that I would take some time to discuss some skaras and very simply, very, very, very simply. And I'm sure there are so many other people who could describe them better than me, but it's for those of you who have never heard of them before, I highly recommend doing some more research and learning about them because in order to change something, we have to have knowledge about it. We have to be aware. We have to give name to something. And so if we have these tools and we have this level of awareness, I truly believe it's one of the first steps towards making deep and meaningful change in our lives. So hopefully you can take this and run with it in a way that really works for you. Another element I was thinking about is releasing the past because Mula, Mula is all about getting to the root of things, which again, some scars is a big part of that, getting to the root, tapping in, seeing where things are coming from. And each one of us is a culmination of our past experiences. We're a culmination of our past experiences in this life. We're a culmination of our past experience in lives before. And how are those influences impacting your present moment? How are they going to impact your future? And is it possible for you to release and let go of those things so that you can step into a new way of being? And K2 loves this stuff. Mula is ruled by K2. There's this heavy K2 influence on this full moon. I may have said new moon a second ago. If I said new moon, I meant full moon. Definitely a full moon. And K2 wants us to separate and to liberate. And if we're living in the confines of past experiences, past projections, these samskaras that aren't serving us anymore, we are allowing ourselves to stay subject to kind of worldly illusions. I'm not saying that your experiences aren't real. It's just instead of succumbing to the experiences themselves or succumbing to other people's actions, it's taking control of our own situation, how we are interacting with the world around us. So excellent time to release and let go. Wonderful day for spiritual practices, spending time in silence, retreating, turning inwards. I know a lot of you are already doing like meditations with K2, but K2 meditations will also be really powerful. And there's also a big Jupiterian influence as well, because Mula is ruled by K2, which is trying to separate us from the material world. And Jupiter is the guru. And a guru dispels darkness. It dispels your ignorance. It brings light to the dark. So again, super amazing time to practice self-awareness and to journal, to just take some extra time to process and reflect on the last couple of months on what's been working for you and what hasn't been working for you. When we're looking at the chart in general, by this time, um, Jupiter will be retrograding. And Jupiter being the guru, being our faith and our optimism, our belief system, our values, it's an excellent time to reflect on if these things are still in alignment for us. If the last several months that Jupiter has been in Aquarius, have these months been a true reflection of where you want to go? 
Are you living in alignment with your virtues? Are you living the path that you want to live? You know, when you look back at the end of your life, are you living the path that you want to follow? And Saturn is, of course, retrograding as well at this point. Venus would have moved into Cancer. And so now let's kind of transition into what's going on in the night sky in general. Before we transition, I do just want to say a exercise that you can do is sitting down and focusing on some scars. And if you don't have a clear idea, you can do a little bit of research into what they are. And otherwise, just sitting down and focusing on how past experiences may be impacting you, how you may be projecting into the world around you. And if there is something troubling in your life right now, if something is hard, if something is difficult, if there's an issue at work, an issue with another person, you know, maybe you're, ha- you're struggling with some difficult thoughts, asking yourself how you're contributing to them. And I found that this practice has been totally transformative for me in my own life. And this isn't to say not to have compassion for yourself and not to be discerning of if people are not treating you well, because any interaction with another person is 50-50. You know, they have their ownership as well. It's just if I come into contact with other people and things are not going well, there's definitely something in that dynamic I can take personal responsibility for. And sometimes it's taking a few steps back, you know, actively choosing to create distance. So take some time, ask yourself how you may be contributing to these different situations and empower yourself. That's really what it's all about is empowering you to begin to see how our reality and our experience is greatly impacted by how we approach it. And there are always exceptions. There are always things beyond our control. We live in this world that where very, very few things are within our control. Actually, you know, I mean, what is actually within our control? It's how we respond. And that's what I'm trying to get at is that the one thing that we have control over is how we respond to it. And if we choose to take full ownership of our experience that way, can completely change our life. So that would be the practice is meditating on some scaras noticing how the past may be influencing you and if that's something that you want to lead into your future if it's something that you want to change and noticing any projections in your current reality of how the way you see things may be being thrown on (laughs) to somebody else what are we assuming that's a big thing too. What are we assuming about our life? What are we assuming about other people and their thoughts and their actions? Because the truth is that we don't know any of that unless we ask. We're moving through life. You know, our boss sends us an email that sounds bad. We, our brain runs through so many different potential ideas as to why this is the case. But the truth is that we will never know why that is the case unless we ask them if you know we're having something with our partner and they don't text us back and then they do and then they're kind of acting weird and we're running through all these different scenarios as to what could have happened what we could have said what they could be doing but we won't know exactly what is going on unless we ask them because all those stories that we're making up in our head 
Those are all our projections. And our projections are a culmination of our past experiences and our past thoughts. So we want to start living from a place of clarity and curiosity and being open and receptive to the world being a new place, being a different place than just a place that is produced from our culminated past experiences. Okay, so looking at the rest of the night sky. So Jupiter and Saturn are both retrograding. If you want to learn more about that, I have individual sections, segments, excuse me, for both. And by this time, Venus will be in the sign of Cancer. And so I do want to say this can bring some relationship issues because Venus is now being aspected by Saturn, it's being aspected by K2, and it's sitting with a debilitated Mars. So there may be some relationship stuff that comes up. Relationships may be a little bit difficult. They may be a little bit strained. Our partner may be having a hard time. They may need extra support. Just have that on your radar for the next couple of months. This could be for about the next month. Um, this could be a little challenging. And for the globe, I've been saying as we near July and August, things are going to start heating up. I think that there is going to be more tension that we see. And unfortunately, when we look at global events, there has been quite a bit of tension throughout the world and some, you know, volatile and violent activity that's been occurring in other countries. And I do think that we will continue to see this, unfortunately. I think that we will continue to see dispute and people being unhappy. I think that there will be challenges towards the government in various areas of the world. I think that in the United States, we're going to be seeing that and some financial fluctuations. I spoke about this on the Jupiter retrograde. I think that we are certainly going to see our financial system be challenged. I think that people are going to be greatly disappointed and potentially really angry. Um, and I, I think, as I've been saying, with this Pluto and Saturn and Capricorn, we're going to see changes in finances. Their cryptocurrency is more popular now than I believe it's ever been. And as Pluto stays in Capricorn, we will continue to see different um, currencies offer, different ways of working with currency and finances being proposed. This is going to be a big deal. Our financial system is going to change over the next several years. And so I think that we will continue to see the beginnings of that. And this year, though, as Jupiter is retrograding, Saturn is retrograding, I certainly think that there will be some trouble with our current financial state. Because again, in order to have change, things have to not be working. It's like, why would we change something that's not broken? So I think that we're going to experience events in this way, like inflation, you know, like issues um, like this, where we start contemplating, is there a different way to do things? Is there a different way of being? Our financial system is going to change. <laughs> like That's really all I want to keep uh, restating over and over and over again, because it's just you look at the chart and it's very clear and very evident. Um, and 
Tensions in the United States will rise, though, because when people are not settled financially and if people are having a difficult time with their security, people aren't happy and rightfully so. So I do think that we're going to have another opportunity to see and review these things. Um, And I do think that our health care system will be something that is challenged as well. Aquarius is all about healing and it's all about people. And with this catastrophe, with the global pandemic and with Jupiter retrograding in Aquarius, I think that people will be urging like to look at our healthcare system. Who is receiving healthcare? Who is receiving support? What types of populations have access to healthcare? What types of populations have access to preventative measures? So, again, this is going to be something that I believe we will continue to see more of in the upcoming months. And I think this is something that's really good to look at. You know, I think this is something that's really powerful to see. So, for the United States, again, I think over the next couple of months, we'll see some issues with the economy. We are definitely going to see issues with the economy. We're going to see people um, getting upset about this, rightfully so. I do think that we will be reviewing our healthcare system and the populations that are receiving healthcare versus not and what we can do to bring equality to that, hopefully. This is what I'm hoping for. And on a global level, I do think there's going to be tension. I mean, there's already tension in so many countries that we see growing. I think we're going to continue to see growing tension for the United States again, July and August. I think that we will see quite a bit of that. I don't, you know, I try to stay really positive and optimistic on these podcasts. I don't really like what I see for the chart of the United States. Mars is debilitated in the eighth house with Venus. If you listen to the Patreon. Maybe I talked about this in the Patreon quite a bit, but it's just it's it's not it's accidents. You know, it's opposition. We're seeing opposition. We're seeing accidents. We're seeing people not being happy. And I do think this is something that we're going to see over the next couple of months. And on individual levels, you know, this is going to impact us all a little bit differently. If you're a Sagittarius moon or a Sagittarius ascendant, I've been telling everyone to be super careful, (laughs) be really careful with driving and um, not doing any risky activities. You know, we would have to look at everyone's individual birth chart to get more information on that. But this is something that I've definitely been saying on the Patreon account for sure. So Those are some things to look out for and for everyone on an individual level. This is a time to look at how our paradigm, how our past, how we perceive the world impacts us and how it separates us from other people. You know, doing our own individual work to get rid of what we no longer need so that we can become more clear and more present and also more open and receptive to the people around us. I said this in the previous podcast. This is the last thing we need is separation and division. So really doing our own personal work so that we can become more open and receptive to each other and approach one another with love. For me, that's what I think it's all about. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you learned something new and feel more supported in your upcoming full moon. Perhaps there is something that came to your mind that you are ready to release or let go of and you feel supported 
and looking at your samskaras and patterns and projections so that you can then really understand a little bit more deeply the place that you're operating from so that you can begin to live with much more empowerment and awareness in your actions, thoughts, and words. If you'd like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can schedule yourself at innerknowing.yoga. I'd love to see you on Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and I will talk to you all very soon. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.